raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Are we going to talk about Trump, man? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Is the Mic Still On podcast. On this week's show, we get into y'all's president, uh, Donald Trump's comments about the NFL. Now, I think it's, it's int- like you, he, he. <laughs> we, we also talk about him um, uninviting the Warriors to the White House. He already said he wasn't coming. How are you going to uninvite me now? Joining us this week, we have a special guest, an incredibly dope artist, Adon Bean. The NFL is a very zealous league, and they, normally, they would not take kindly to anyone telling them what they should be doing. And finally, we close the show with a question about black identity. You are black regardless of how, where, and when you grew up. All right, let's get on with the show. Because this guy that we've um, put in charge has, t- has tried to divide us once again. You talking about the son of a bitch line? He was talking about that yeah, one? that whole shit. What did he man. say? Yeah, he um he was uh in Alabama, right? Al- mm-hmm. Having a rally uh, for that guy. What's his name? Uh, is his real Luther Strange or something like that? Who the fuck is Luther Strange? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure that's the name. You, so you anyway. Know what- um, is he running for Sessions' vacated spot? Um, that might be it. I think. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. So I'll go about. What this is already said. starting off bad. Alabama plus rally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah right. So he was, you know, speaking and. Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners, when somebody disrespects our flag? To say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now. Out. He's fired. He's fired. And, um, yeah, and then he encouraged fans to walk out of the game when a player protests during the anthem. He said, if you see it, even if it's one player, leave the stadium. I guarantee these things will stop. Um, and he said stuff about Steph, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. About who? Steph, Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Yeah. So he hit so he NFL. The <laughs> then he went to NBA. Because, yeah. yeah, like the next day he tweeted. Well, what it was is that Steph Curry had said. I don't want to go. That's really <laughs> So the Golden State Warriors won the title. And the winning team always visits the White House. Basically what our president has the things that he said and the things that uh, that he hasn't said um, in the right times that we won't stand for it. And by acting or and not going, hopefully that will. Then uh, Donald Trump tweeted out the morning after that, that rally in Alabama. He was like, he basically was like, um, it's an honor to visit the White House. Uh, he said like he's uninvited. Steph Curry is. How you gonna uninvite somebody since they weren't coming? He already said he wasn't coming. How you gonna uninvite me now? Essentially, it's like, no, I broke up with her. Right, 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 right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like the whole line when he was like, uh, how it's a privilege. Like, 
with the football players, like that y'all get to make millions and all oh, this right, stuff. Like right. I was like, man, what? What you talking about, man? Like that—that's the part that really rubbed me the wrong way. Like it, like it wasn't earned. Yeah, like it's not earned. Like mm-hmm. these guys didn't didn't work to be what they were. You know, like right. Like you just like they just giving them a million dollars. Wait, Mike, what, what's with the face? That? What was the face? <laughs> I couldn't care less about that part. Oh, no. sorry. I'm no. sure they earned it, but you know, I don't give a fuck about somebody insulting the fact that ball players get millions of dollars. It's in the. I'm talking about just in the context of everything of just Trump. Said. Yeah, saying of what he's well, saying. Whatever. Like it followed everything else. Is what I'm saying. Okay. You know? Well, but you know what? I, I think like we all know that Trump plays to the crowds, right? Yep. And this was him doing that in the South. Mm-hmm. Um, black players protesting inequality in America, that is going to play well with that crowd. Obviously, we know what type of audience that Trump has. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so he was definitely doing this, you know, for himself. Like, and it, it was it was all theater. Like, you know, I have an issue, of course, obviously with what he said, but there was the theater aspect that was involved too, if you watch the video, because it was all about, you know, he'll say it and then he'll, he'll pause. He'll wait, he'll wait for the yeah. applause and then, you know, and yeah. he'll say something on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just nuts to see something like that. Like, you know, you're the president of the United States. It's hard to say it. <laughs> it's hard to say it. Like, <laughs> and you're the. <laughs> And it's like, why why are you speaking on the NFL like this? Especially with everything else going on. What do you mean? Because he's a maverick. (laughs) He's a fucking maverick and he's going to make America great again. And if you don't like it, take your fucking ass back to Africa. All right, go over there and try to fucking start something. They don't want us. We back don't need either. you here. Um, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> um, um. And it, it, so it, it was just, it was just baffling to me because, you like, the Muslims, <laughs> Muslims, fucking <laughs> 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 stupid. To you, it, it's hard to not pay attention to what he's doing, mm-hmm. but for him to just go there. And and I think for me, when I hear him say s- stuff like that, and I know that he's buddy buddies with owners, or he's probably ran with that crowd, you know that there at least I think, or it could be some semblance of of him verbalizing something that they feel behind the scenes. But see, you know what though, and I, you know this is an outsider opinion, obviously, because I don't mm. watch sports. But I think what Trump said was fucking smart. Think about it. Think about it from the opposite aspect. If y'all did what Trump is saying to do and just stopped going. Like any any if if let's say if what's the what's the team that's on top? Like the who's the biggest football team? Um 49ers. <laughs> okay, Patriots. Let's say if the owner of the Patriots came out and said, "You know what? I think Colin Kaepernick is a coward. He's a son of a bitch, and I don't agree with him not standing for the anthem." How about y'all just stop going to Patriots games? How mm-hmm. much of a, of, a, of a point would that make? Like Trump is wrong in what he's saying, in my opinion. He's wrong in what he's saying to protest, but he, I think that he's spot on with his methods because the only thing that these teams and these owners give a fuck about is money. And right now, <laughs> nobody's affecting their money. Well, I, mean, I think what Colin Kaepernick is doing is wonderful, mm-hmm. but it's only gonna go so far. If, if all of these other people just keep showing up to the games, and keep giving the money, then what the fuck is the difference? Stop going. But y'all not gonna do that because you love 
a pigskin flying across the fucking air and somebody catching it way too much. I I, might, I think I got lost in your like what your what your point is in regards to advocating. That what, happens a lot. <laughs> sorry, like promoting. <laughs> so you're saying that what Trump said was smart for his base. I'm saying what the method that Trump is suggesting is smart. If he's saying that mm. if you don't agree with what's happening on that field, right. get up and walk out. Okay. And I think it's the same thing that if you go to a game and mm. you, because I think I remember hearing something about there were owners that were that were trying to impose that if you don't stand up, you're going to have like a penalty or something. Is that correct? Um, I Wasn't think it was like a, uh, Jerry Jones, and who was uh, the Cowboys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, did people stop going to Cowboys games? No. Exactly. Now imagine if they did. Imagine if they said, you know what? Fine. That's how you feel. We're not going to give you any of this money that we have. How much of what, a, how what, much of an impact would that have? I'm I'm, I'm kind of like with Adam too. What method are you talking about exactly? He's like talking like about said, reversing like when, like, instead of. Yeah. It, but, but the method is is great, but not. What's the method? Of not, not giving your money, like getting up and visibly walking out, showing that you are protesting what's going on. Black folks are the people that agree with Colin Kaepernick protesting okay. what they're doing to Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, not just black folks, all of the folks. The yeah. white folks, the Mexican folks, all of the folks. So if you said that's Trump's method? I'm, I'm, that's what, because no, I'm sorry, because I'm sorry, you, you were doing the reverse of it because okay. Trump said to his audience yes. that what we need to tell, you know, the the owner should tell their sons a bit son of a bitch like to stay you know stand or rather if and I can't remember the full quote you were reading mm -hmm. uh can, but I thought but he like, was speaking to the players I didn't think he was he speaking said to one the, thing to the players but then the other part can you read the other part yeah, of that yeah, yeah. quote it, it was to the audience oh you that's what I mean that's yeah what he said that's that's that I swear, okay that's okay that's the method part yeah the method the audience doesn't agree no 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 because the audience is giving all of this money yeah and that's the only way to get things to change you're saying the reverse of it like if we said if we agree with Kaepernick you know what you're whatever, right you know what Trump we, you're right Let, and let's a, bounce and right the owner had said like that's what you're saying yes. uh Kaepernick should or whoever on my team needs to stand da 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 as football play as football fans who agree with protesting or whatever we should then remove our dollars yes I got you yeah see sometimes it makes sense here but by the time it gets here is it's the only, only reason it only I, makes sense to me the only reason I didn't understand what you said is because I didn't hear the initial Method. uh the second part of the second part quote. of this question it was the actually the less publicized part of of Trump's quote exactly. like everybody really latched on to like he called the dude son, he called players sons of bitches who were protesting or whatever and not yeah. the other part I get it because that's something that we talked about well, I think we talked about that before because I was I was saying a long time ago like I don't understand why y'all just don't stop going to the games if you have a problem with what's going on there mm. and I think this was at lunch that we were talking about or maybe you weren't it was me and Lee and Lisa were talking mm. about this and I was just like well why don't y'all just stop just mm. don't tune in mm -hmm. and stop going to the games mm. that'll, that'll never happen I mean, so, I feel like it is happening though. Yes. Like, okay. You know, there's there's been a very vocal and and spirited like boycott the NFL movement. But that's recent though, isn't it? This season. Okay. Yeah, but it's all but it's kind of in reaction to the fact that like Kaepernick has been effectively blackballed sure. from getting a job at this point. Right. And so uh, there are tons of I mean, we're very still kind of early in the season, mm -hmm. but a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm not and I'm sure these, these statements are going to promote that even further. Because now MLB I mean? players like, yeah. are not kneeling now. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I see, I think you should take it further than a kneel. Like, like right. kind of like, okay, 
That's cool. You're gonna take a knee, don't go to but the games. just don't support it. You know what I mean? If you hurt them financially, oh, they gonna them owners gonna well, be like, oh, okay. Yeah, like like even even like myself, right? Because I've thought about you know taking some action on my it's like boycott the NFL. I'm not gonna watch the NFL, and you know, and I've even told B and Kyle this. Like I I really have no desire to watch the NFL. And my mood, my hunger, like I would sit on Sundays and I would just sit and turn football on and, and watch. That's not there anymore. And I've been really trying to, you know, figure out whether or not that's been because of what's happening and and my disappointment and disgust with how the NFL is is conducting, you know, themselves in regards to the players protesting. Okay. Um, so yeah, so and and I think I even said you know on on dead end sports I was like yeah I've I've gone back and forth about protesting myself like because you know how can I support Colin Kaepernick feel like he's being wrong and then on Sunday sit down and watch the game mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah you know mm-hmm. like I I don't yeah you know what I'm saying so I I just feel you know like conflicted about that yeah, but you shouldn't feel conflicted. Now, I think that's, no, the, I, I that's the problem. Yeah. You shouldn't feel conflicted. You should. Okay, let me ask you this. Is Colin Kaepernick a good player? He can play. He can play. I think he's a starter. I think he's definitely better than, what, 10, 15 quarterbacks in the league right now that's playing? He's okay. not like a ama- – he's not at the top of his game. He's like he mid-tier. Was before. I'd say a little bit above mid ter personally, gotcha. my read of him. But I mean, he uh, played in a Super Bowl game. Yeah. He took he his pl- team to a Super Bowl. Yeah, like – and tons of people who have much less – talent mm-hmm. and and bona fides and all that I have like jobs like they've been you know they either have a starting job or a backup job gotcha that's what I was getting at yeah. so the fact that he right now does not have a job mm-hmm. the only thing that we can attest it to is his rabble rousing yeah, oh, yeah. At, at so this then, point yeah so then that's really important so that tells you something so all of these teams who are refusing to give this man a job but y'all are still paying for tickets. Y'all are still tuning into games, giving them views. Like that is a huge problem. Selling, you know, like, Say again. I said the Mercedes Benz still selling out the new Atlanta Falcon Stadium that they built. It's called the Mercedes. Oh, I thought you. Yeah. I, I thought you meant a car was. I, I don't understand. I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still selling out. So did the Atlanta? Okay, so have any of the teams actually come out and said we do not want Colin Kaepernick? couple of them have said that explicitly okay but i'm in again here's the other part it shows this divide between the ownership class Mm -hmm. and those under right so the owners Mm -hmm. are more beholden to trump and you know there's a lot of they also pulled records i think like seven owners donated money to the trump campaign and things like that yeah and then there's even some coaches so but more to your specific point um there are maybe a couple teams who talked about how they wouldn't hire or how they wouldn't bring cap to their team or whatever. Mm. And some of them said it was more just like the distraction that he brings or whatever with whatever protest, whatever. Okay. Others uh, just are like, I might like fundamentally disagree with him disrespecting the flag. I'm using air quotes for those listening. (laughs) So that's that side of it. But then, I think the more damning thing was that so many teams just it's not that he didn't have a job or didn't get, you know, offered a contract. It's that they didn't even entertain him like you bring in players and let them work out for you to Mm -hmm. see to decide like, oh, could this person work in our system? Mm -hmm. I think only the Seahawks brought him in Baltimore in Baltimore, brought him in to like see like. 
hey, could this work? Could this not work? And I think the Seahawks' response was this, that, like, they have a starting quarterback. They have Futures' favorite person, Russell Wilson. uh, Oh, he's the guy that's – yeah. Yeah, yeah. The one that's not having sex with Sierra? Is that guy? They're married now, Sucker! (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they have a – a prize starting gotcha. quarterback so they don't need Kaepernick as a starter that's fair and so their thing was just like we think he's a starting quarterback we don't you know he should get us a, a job somewhere else where he's actually starting sure because we don't need him um but everyone else kind of hasn't I, as far as what I could tell y'all might know better than me hasn't haven't really said their reasoning around why they haven't yeah brought him in. interesting yeah. they just they just ignore it and wow. a, a lot of it, a lot of the, so as this whole thing played out, the narrative was he's not good enough. Then it was he's asking for too much money. He's not a starter. You know, he's mm-hmm. a backup. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it, so it just kept shifting and shifting. And mm-hmm. then after a while, when we saw them go get a quarterback from what be the CFL or, CFL. or just signing people off Canadian the street. Canadian Football League. Yeah. Or Canadians not, ba- not good football players. It's just like a second tier, like gotcha. a lower tier. Yeah, it's not even football the way you currently <laughs> think of it. But yeah, it's like toe ball. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. I okay. mean, they're they're signing people off the street that have proven that they can't play in the league. There's a guy in in Indy that can't play. You know, so wow. now everybody's looking at the this this actual evidence that's before them and saying, oh, well, clearly this has nothing to do with talent because this guy wow. is nowhere near as talented as it's Colin Kaepernick. I'll say the other part, too, is that because they kept – Ken's right. They kept moving the goalpost in terms of, like, why sure. he wasn't hired. It's like, oh, he, he, you know, he's not a starter. Or, oh, he's asking for too much money, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But then it became this strange narrative, like, he needs to prove he wants to play in the oh NFL. Like, that was, like, the weirdest <laughs> thing. Because the thing is, Kaepernick's not done interviews. Like, he's literally just... Putting his money where his mouth is. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been donating uh, $100,000 every month, right? Or mm-hmm. or is it a million every month? I can't remember. I think it's 100000 up to a million. Up to, to a get million. To a million. Yeah, he has yes. a million-dollar pledge that is going to various uh, human rights, civil rights organizations. And he set this out like 12, like 10 months ago or something like that. And like literally without a job, he has been like putting out like $100,000 here. And the all of these initiatives and he's mm-hmm. like putting out like formal like things of like where the money is gone every month or whatever mm-hmm. and so people then started to say well I mean I think he's just more concerned with activism than he is with sports which Jesus which wouldn't be a problem but there's no indication he's been saying like I'm ready to play right I work out every day yeah I'm he's told people I'm, I'm, I'm good. and so they started to then say like he needs to prove that he wants to play and what I thought was crazy is when they grabbed Chicago's old Jay quarter. Cutler, the most. Uh, they grabbed yeah. Miami, right? Hired, yeah, Miami. hired uh, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler is like notoriously known for even during a game looking like he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah. Like, so like they they're like, look alive, buddy. You know, you know, it's, you know, you're starting. Like, you know, like, and the fact, and he had like. I don't know. He didn't retire, did he? Yo, he retired. Yeah, my he bad. got a job as a commentator. Last season was his last. He essentially retired, went to get a – they went and got him. And so I'm like, yo, if he didn't have to prove that wow. he really wants to play, how are you going to tell Kaepernick that? It's just – there's very, very blatant, like – 
I think I, I think a lot of people were hesitant to be like, okay, they're blackballing Kaepernick like super early last like sure, early, yeah. you know? right, right, right. But right, as right. like as it's gone on the off season, they were like, well, you know, there's other you know free agent quarterbacks who you know are better than Kaepernick, and they either didn't get they either got jobs and so it was like kind of like a pecking order. They were like, well, mm-hmm. Cap is kind of like the fourth best available you know and once like Romo retired and like all these other players who were better than Cap have either found jobs or moved on to something else and Cap and then they moved beyond Cap to get like players who are not as talented then it became a lot of people being like okay yeah no it's he's being blackballed yeah and and so he's out of the league and then you have other players that are still protesting and taking a knee Michael Bennett um was one um uh most recently and um so it hasn't gone away because they thought hey cut off the head you know whatever and but all all is done is just inspire others to support him so that has been taking place and trump made his comments and here you know here we are today so the response by the nfl today we're recording this on sunday the the weekend of, you know, that that he, you know, he made those comments, what, Friday, then played out Saturday, it, Goodell issued a statement. Sunday, everybody's taking a knee. Like, there are so many people taking a knee. Uh, Bruce Maxwell from the Oakland Athletics, white guy, took a knee yesterday, the first player in baseball, because they weren't kneeling at all. And um, and now, like, Man, everybody's dope. kneeling. I'm glad he's, and I'm glad he's white. Yeah, yeah. I'm it glad was, he's white, it was because big. now you don't have an excuse. You can't just be like, oh, he hates white people. Well, now one of your owners doing this shit. Mm-hmm. Now what you what, what you gonna say now? Yeah, and I, I and I'm glad. And you know, I was curious to see what is the how will the players respond um, to this? You know, we know the owners are gonna issue some statement. Yeah. PR team is send out a statement, or whatever. What are the players gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Because this guy's directly attacking you. He called y'all sons of bitches. You mm-hmm. know, like crazy, what are you gonna do? And I don't know. Did you guys hear what what his mom said? <laughs> well, who's yeah. mom? I guess I'm a bitch. Then I yeah. saw that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know the. Re- I was like, yeah. okay. I guess well, I'm a proud son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good, good for her. So, so that was dope. But um, his, his mom is white, right? Yeah. yeah. I think it's just interesting that we are in a world where we're looking to like sports people to do this, and I think it's dope that that since sports is easily the biggest money maker we have that it's now affecting that industry. Mm-hmm. And I just be really, I mean, I can't make myself watch sports and I can't make myself care about sports, but I just, I, I'm really interested to see like where this, where this goes. And it's kind of interesting, right? You don't watch it, but you're, you're aware of it. Like it's, it's, to a degree. it's, but but it's bleeding out, right? So the diehards like sure. myself be, you know, we, we're sitting here and we're watching this. Like, we're involved. But now it's like everybody. So The common it, man now right, knows what's yeah. going on. And, you know, the fact that he didn't get a job only magnified it even more. Because everybody yeah. talks about it every day. And then here go Trump. So now, you know, people are paying attention to it and watching it. And then, you know, um, and more and more players mm. are protesting. Now there's this massive revolt against. We're going to show Trump you know, that we're not going to stand for his comments. Um, one of the things that bothered me was Roger Goodell's statement. I don't know if you guys read what he said. I, I saw a part of it. Such bullshit. Yeah. Wait, real he's, quick, who is he? He's, he's the commissioner. commissioner. Okay. Yeah, he's not a so football expert. Yeah. He oversees yeah. The, yeah. The, the entire league. Wow. So okay. here's what he wrote in response to Trump. 
Uh, the NFL and our players are at our best when we help create a sense of unity in our country and our culture. There is no better example than the amazing response from our clubs and players to the terrible natural disasters we've experienced over the last month. What? I'm just going to stop there. Wait, what natural? I don't understand. Irma. You talking about Irma? Yes. So what's that got to do with Kaepernick? Thank you. Right. It I'm, is, I'm literally lost. So. No, exactly. No, that's the point. That's the point. Lost. But I'm saying, so what did, what did he say that was bad? It was bad is that he didn't address what Trump said directly. He addressed it indirectly saying, hey, we come together. We're unified. We're come as one. Look at the what we did in response to the hurricanes. It's like, but he, Trump didn't say anything about the hurricanes. He was talking about Colin Kaepernick kneeling. Like, you talked around the issue. Like, you didn't directly address the inequality that's going on. Like, and it's like, dude, like, what are you doing? Did you expect something different from a businessman? Here's, here it is once again. Y'all look no, into a motherfucker no, I, that I, makes money off of people throwing balls. It's not there. that. I, I think I'm just. What I, no, what I'll say this, though, in, in kind of opposition to that is that, no, I don't expect difference from a business person. Mm -hmm. But I do. The NFL is a very zealous league, mm -hmm. and they, they normally they would not take kindly to anyone telling them what they should be yeah, doing. Very true. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that Roger Goodell, because Roger Goodell is famous for like, I don't care what the courts say, we're gonna have our own, we're gonna have our own like criminal justice system <laughs> inside the NFL. Like right. they will, they will punish, they will do all this stuff, mm. and and the fact that you have someone uh, kind of speaking to uh, an industry, like you have a, the president speaking into this industry that is that is very typically like, nah, like we got this, we run this however we wanna run this. I did expect there to be some level of like, well, no, we got this President Trump, like we, we, we will handle this ourselves, not like, because Trump, what Trump was saying is like, no, this is what y'all need to be doing. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, like you need to handle North Korea and right. whatever else you need to be doing as a president. So I do think that it was a little milk toast, like the actual, uh, mm. the commissioner's response, because I don't think he ever, he never says Trump, right? In the, he never says, addresses the president. Because he knows, nah. like, I don't see why anyone would expect him to want to lose money. Him even addressing Trump's situation seems like that's going to cause him to lose money. The he smartest loses thing, money either way. Either way but the yeah. smartest thing would be for him to just shut the fuck up and not say a word. No, no I don't, yeah, but I don't think he has any option. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's any. I, I don't think he put it like this. I mm. think that he looked at all three, all of the options. Right. Mm. Which would be, you know, whatever. Aligning with Trump, aligning with uh Okay. People who are against sure. what Trump's saying, and then also just not saying anything, right? And I don't think he was—he realized I can't not say anything because mm -hmm. he's tried to not say anything for a very long time. This just—he's been addressed directly mm -hmm. in Trump's latest statement, so it's like I got to do something. And I think that that reaction, that response—you know—you're saying like he doesn't want to lose money, and I just feel like that doesn't accomplish that goal of not I think it does because he probably knows flat out y'all ain't gonna do shit we are doing all the numbers are showing that they, the NFL is losing money at this point a lot not a lot but it's showing that it's trending down 
Okay. Ratings like how, are down. It's been ratings are down. Ratings are down. down. Ratings are showing down. up is down. Showing attendance okay. is down statewide. Like, and all of, there's other factors that go into this. Like, we can't just say the boycott is the only thing doing sure, this. Like, sure, sure. the experience of going to a stadium is no isn't better sometimes than people's watching from home or yeah. whatever that is. But all that is to say that like he he is watching the numbers too. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's not as though. It's not as though people aren't. It's not as though they're not losing money. But here's my, here's my question. So, who do you think he would make more money off of? So let's say if he comes out and he roundabout size with Kaepernick. And this is a genuine question because I don't know. Mm-hmm. He roundabout size with Kaepernick, right? And he makes a public statement. Would that hurt him more, or would it hurt him more for him to just be kind of like ambivalent about the whole situation? Like which side is going to remove more money? The 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 kind of I agree with this inequality situation or the people who are angry about social justice? Which one is going to remove more money? Right I think now, they would really have to look at the analytics for that. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm curious. Well, I you know I think this vanilla statement and this is what I would like to see um, because obviously if if I picked up on that, everybody here at the table picked up on it. The players picked up on it, right? Um, so if how, like for me, I would love to see them say, Hey, you didn't even address what he's saying. So we're not going to play anymore. Right. I know. And and that's what I'm saying. Like it it would, it would be dope if they just, just like, if he didn't say anything, yeah, we're not going to play. Talking about the players. Yeah. The players just totally, but I'm sure sure they're under contract to play though. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's where I think. I mean, break that shit. Break it. You've broken a lease before. Break that shit. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm sure it's a lot more. So break that shit. What is gonna what is gonna cause the most hubbub? No, I get you. Like fuck that shit. You gonna oh well, I'm under contract, so people are dying, so I just you know fuck that shit. You better get your fucking knee in the goddamn dirt, bitch. I don't think it's that easy. Yeah, well, it's not that easy when when they have families and stuff like that. Okay, these motherfuckers got millions of motherfucking dollars. That's what I'm saying. Okay, y'all told me that. No, 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 no. Listen to what I'm saying. But but when you're breaking the contract now, you got to get lawyers involved. Like all of that stuff is going to take away from the money that you've already made. If Colin Kaepernick, who y'all said is a little bit above a mid-level player, I had no idea he was making enough to be able to contribute a hundred thousand a month. Now, if somebody is better than him, I would just assume they'd make more money, right? Okay. I'm, no, I'm asking. I don't know. So I'm assuming. It doesn't, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't work whether that way? Whether you're, yeah, it's what you negotiate. Like, there's t- there's people Christ. who are. Okay, so let's no, say. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm not talking around your issue, but no, you, no, you no, were no, essentially no, no. saying. My Jesus like, Christ wasn't to that. My Jesus Christ is, why is it so fucking com- complicated? Like, I figured if you're better, you would just make more money. <laughs> oh, I got No, you. I wasn't getting yeah, frustrated yeah, with yeah, you. I'm yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. gee, this is so fucking complicated. I'm, no, I'm just saying there's people who are don't deserve the amount of money that they're making. Right. And there's people who. Okay. That you happens know, all the time. Yeah, but got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. I wasn't. I wasn't frustrated with what you were saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't understand. Like, this right, is just right. so ridiculous. Yeah, I, I knew okay. she was frustrated by. Yeah, because so, I don't. I just don't understand this whole thing. So if okay, so let's say if a player is making more money uh-huh. than Kaepernick. Yeah. Okay, so if you can if you can donate a hundred thousand a month, we would just be able to surmise that you would probably be able to be making at least double that. Is that close to correct? Or more. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, so if if you're making two hundred thousand dollars a month, I, I can't see if you broke the like. I feel like you have enough money. Like, nah, like, nah. But you, 
Yeah, but what is adding up? Mm-mm. You know you that the more it's you like make, the more you spend. Yeah, it's, it's like but, a proportionate thing. So like, then stop. Sp- I just, but that, okay. But yeah. they, they, yeah, you they, have to plan ahead to right, do these to things, do, though. They have a certain do lifestyle right, now. Right, but, but these oh. statements were made right. yesterday. Right. No, no, I know. But yeah, but those statements were made yesterday. But Colin Kaepernick has been doing this shit for how long? He had a plan. Like you, you can tell. tell but I'm saying, but nobody joined in no, with no, this I plan. You. I feel I'm you. not saying you should. Or I'm saying like if he's <laughs> been doing this shit for this long, I feel like at this point there should have been more players. And the whole excuse of well, you have to break a contract and then you have to pay more money to lawyers. Mm. Okay, I think also then do it. I understand. I think also though. Everyone didn't assume it to drag out as yeah, long this is the way this true, has dragged. Yeah. Sure, because some, yeah, some people, some sure. people assume like, yeah, that's you know, I don't have to step in yet, right? Got like, you. I, I mean, right or wrong, like you should. If you mm-hmm. see a wrong, you should. Oh, that's wrong. I want to join. Right, right, right. Right. Some people but are not like, everybody alike. Yeah, yeah, yeah like that. Some people I mean, look at know. the situation, come out, and they're just like, oh man, you know, that's kind of crazy, right. and I'll just, you know, and then and then they think like. Man, that's wild. This will probably blow over in like two or three months or right. whatever. And then it's like, oh no, like no, we're still is, talking yeah, still about this. Still this headline. is still headline news. Year and a half later. And so, yeah, it's just a very. I think there's. I think there's a lot of factors into it. Mm-hmm. I. I definitely agree, though, that like it requires sacrifice. Yeah, absolutely. You know, from, I'm you not know, disagreeing with that. Yeah, no, I, think, I know. Yeah, I, think I know. They should, I think yeah. they should, but just have a plan, like clearly Kaepernick did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So don't just be like. Oh, I'm gonna quit football today. Right. You know what I'm saying? But okay, now you need to start thinking about okay, how can I make a difference? How can I affect affect you know? What's more important? Is it this this, exactly three hundred thousand dollar a month check? Right. Or is it the money I already have plus making a fucking point? Right. Because if a lot of people make the point, I mean, this Goodell is his name. Mm -hmm. Right. They can't fire everybody. And let's just be real. Like everybody isn't like a revolutionary. Yeah, everybody's you know not what I'm down saying? for like, it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if it was, we would be in a different place now. I if get everybody it. had that revolutionary mind. But, you know, a lot of people come from certain places like uh, unfortunate and they get yeah. this and they're like, oh man, I ain't messing up my money. Exactly. Yeah, you know basically what I get it. Des Bryant said. I get it. Who said that? Des Bryant, yeah. yeah. And oh, a lot okay. of people are like, yo, I got, I got families to feed, you know, right. so I, I can't, you know, do this, that, and other. A lot of the reaction that we're seeing now, um, it has to do with against Trump's statements, which honestly, Kaepernick didn't kneel against Trump. Like it had nothing to do. Nothing. Like it, like like the the idea of kneeling, um, which I always point out to people. Mm-hmm. He initially was sitting down. It was after conversations with a veteran. For, like, th- that he modified his protest to, to kneeling to show respect, <laughs> and we're still in the same position right. of people saying that's disrespectful. That's very true. A lot yeah, of people yeah, don't yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, the fact yeah, that, they don't like, talk about that. He, yeah, he changed. He was, yeah, he was like, yo, I actually, I whatever like right, right. i'm kneeling out of respect to to the veterans, to the veterans and he because con- it never was about that it was about it, yeah, yeah it was about the oppression of black yeah. people it was i had to do with the uh you know police brutality mm-hmm. and just the way in which which there's been just this right. run of state sanctioned killings like right. none of that is getting talked about they in keep this. trying to change the narrative to it being a patriotic thing yeah and, all this other stuff, and so it and never was about that. falling into this conversation about right. patriotism which right. it doesn't have to do with and now when we see all these like unified teams who are kneeling i'm like well what are y'all kneeling for are y'all kneeling just against what Trump said, or are you kneeling in with what the original reason why he knelt, which had to do with 
highlighting um, suppression and oppression of black people in this country. Cause it, and I just feel like that's there's almost been this high like this hijacking slash gentrification of this protest, which I feel like is is garbage. Yeah, yeah, it has been hundred uh, well, percent. Because you can't argue one point. It's easier to just say, "Well, you're being disrespectful to the veterans." To the <laughs> exactly. Okay, but exactly. you know somebody died. <laughs> right. Can we talk about that right. part? Well, no. Right. My granddad, right. he fought in World War Two. Right. right. Yeah. Like who? Nobody talking about. Cool. Exactly. Exactly. Give your granddad a high five for me. Right. Now, right. can we talk about this? <laughs> exactly. And just for the just for the matter of record, I'm speaking completely out of ignorance. I do not understand how football or sports or any of this shit works. So the questions I've been asking you guys is genuinely because I want to. I don't really That's want good. to know. No, I feel you. But I'm just curious for the sake of this conversation. I feel you. I when I leave, avoid, I still want, you know. I try to avoid Trump. Like I try I to Me too. avoid. I don't follow him. I don't do it. But it's just like he. I didn't keeps know what coming happened. into he our lives. His way. Yes, and then, like, we didn't he talk about does. the whole NBA aspect. Oh, really. yeah. That's, like, that's like, a whole other sport. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, there's. That was like, just it's, the NFL. It's, it's, that was all yet. That was all the day before. Like, yeah. and then, like <laughs> yeah. the next day, he goes out and he's just like, he says that thing about Steph Curry. Like, and another thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> uninviting him to the White House that Steph Curry already was like, I don't want to go. Like, your invitations were drawn. Right, and so he's then, such a fucking man child. So, <laughs> so then LeBron James, you are familiar. I with. saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw oh, that. He said, "You bum." Like that. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. He's like, "He already said he wasn't going." <laughs> right, right, right. I saw right. that. And then it just started this cascading response from NBA players and. Uh, have there have there been teams on the who have talked the Warriors? The Warriors, the Warriors yeah. talked the Warriors about. Issued a statement. They were like, "Yeah, nah, we we're not." We'll just go to D.C., but we ain't going to the White House. We're we're gonna do other things. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the NBA probably has more of a reason to speak out. It's probably a little bit easier for them. It's definitely easier. You know what I mean? It's a lot easier. It's a more progressive like, league than oh, both yeah. the yeah. baseball and the NFL. Yeah. And isn't their their uh, racial breakdown probably a little bit favoring towards blacks than football? More, but I mean, football still has. What 65 70 percent black labor like force? No, no, I mean, like, all, I mean, like, attendance. What's the breakdown? There? Oh, oh, yeah, the attendance for football, I would think, would be more white, right? Not more white, but or yes, comparatively, yes, okay. more white than the NBA, sure, yeah, okay. But surprisingly, the NBA has a, has a pretty sizable white audience, mm. you know, that gotcha. attend, interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just think, like, <laughs> but is he, it like regular white or is it like Michael Rappaport white? <laughs> <laughs> I can't like, hot, like, uh, I like Post Malone white. Is it zebra head white? <laughs> All right, so we have a question from Niles. It says, hey, guys, so I'm a senior in college, and for a few years, I've been unsure of my identity as a black man. I have had a good life. I've lived in one of the richest counties in Maryland for nine years. Have a car. My parents are supporting me financially through college. Recently, my friend has made me feel insecure because he has had it harder than me and repeatedly told me your parents got money, which is annoying after maybe two times. Coupled with this, the fact that I transferred away from Morehouse after my freshman year to a PWI, primary white, primarily a white institution. I have never heard that. And you never heard that term before? PWI? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And most of my friends happen to be Asian. I've been confused as to who I am as an African-American. Do you have to have struggled in some way to fully understand the black experience in America? Personally, I think it's more subjective, but recently I'm not sure. You are black 
regardless of how, where, and when you grew up. Of your tax bracket. It, yeah. You are I mean, and, and that's a thing that a lot of black folks forget. A lot of us think that once we get to a certain point in life that black rules don't apply. You're still a nigga in the coop. Thank you. Thank you. Don't be listening to, yeah, no, I'm not a black, I'm OJ. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, that's not the way it works. It's not the way it works. That, and I, Niles, don't listen to your homie because he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. So you don't think he's homie. borderline like joking with him or whatever? I don't like, care if he's joking no, or not. No, no, I, I think, think that joke needs to stop. Yeah, I, I think, think his friend serious. is serious too, but I think even if he's joking, I really think that that perception needs to stop. That we, you have to be poor in yeah, order to identify with being black? Like what? Exactly. Now, of course, of course, part of historically, yeah, black has been associated with struggle because we have had to struggle. Right. But right. that doesn't mean that you're going to get excluded if you don't have to struggle. No, I got you. Dad. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah, I feel like I don't under. It's so far away from like my thinking, right? That it's just kind of like I can't say he. That's a stupid question. It's not a stupid question at all. I'm. I can't. I cannot say that it is a stupid <laughs> question, but what I can say is that it's uh it's a stupid question for me because I don't think along those lines. So it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to like put my, like I never asked that question. So it's like, man, that's just, it's, it's like, I would never ask it. So it's unfortunate that he is asking it. I'm, I feel bad that he's in this position where he's questioning having, you know, moving from Morehouse, going to a PWI to just wondering, like, man, I haven't struggled enough to consider black. The fact that he felt that his blackness uh, was up for question or debate or, you know, or even like committee, you know, like the fact that anyone felt the need to weigh on it. Like, it's just something that I'm like, it's not for me. But so. that's why it makes it a great question for you, because you don't think that way. So why do you, but why too. do you not think that way? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you the same question. Because I think this is a great question for you because you went to an H, H, HB, HBCU. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know what it is. It just, for we some just reason, my we mind just you, left man. me for a minute. It. it was like, it was an out of body experience. <laughs> yeah. You went to an HBCU and. When I, let me back up. Sure. When I said stupid question for me, not stupid question to ask me, stupid question for me to ask of myself. Because oh, I never did. Sure. That's what I meant by saying it was stupid. Sure. Continue. But, but your perspective why is it a shame that he thinks this way uh i think it's i yeah i'm well part of it is what you've already said at this point is that like you know poverty or uh you know your income or whatever lack thereof or even just being afforded privilege in a capitalist society, like all of that doesn't remove any level of blackness because we are a dynamic people who have a rich history that goes, that fits into like very different forms and has a bunch of different narratives and all of it, all of it actually weighs in and informs blackness. Like the idea that, oh, black people don't do this. Well, if you are black and you do this, then black people then do this. There so it's, it just, it's just an unfortunate positioning that he has found himself asking these questions of him like in his life or whatever and and i just would say man like just think about uh you know take some pride in your story like take some pride in who you are as a person and 
your background and your family, like none of those, you should not feel ashamed or embarrassed by the fact that you have been, uh, I come from a two parent household. I didn't realize that that was a strange thing until like I got older. (laughs) You didn't? Not like I didn't either. Like it was just like yeah, like this. My parents, this side on my parents, like this past Saturday just celebrated fifty years, like nope. like anniversary, nope. Nope. and it was just kind of like man, like I didn't even realize how rare, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like yeah. it is that like both of my parents stuck together, and it's funny like because both of my parents were the, like because I came from a two parent household, people in my neighborhood, which was like a relatively poor neighborhood, thought I was rich. Yep. Like, like that's same, such a bizarre thing. Me. You same, know what I mean? I was, out of all my friends, I was like maybe me and another person, the only ones I had a two parent household growing up. Wow. And I'd be like, bro, if we rich, why why do I live next to you? Right. Like you know what I mean? Right. But the I but the thinking yeah. was just like, man, you got both your, yeah. you got that's, both of them. You got double the money. Original right. dad? Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. like you're right. Yeah, you right. It's just bizarre. That, that same every it's, time. It was like, really weird. Dad take you to the basketball game, he take you to the Like you riding a bike? Yeah. I knew people that well, only knew like one guy that had both parents or whatever, but we never looked at him as like he was the the richer guy in the in the hood or whatever. We just knew he was like the one that had both his parents. That, that's you. that's where it's ended. Like, oh, you got your dad too. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> didn't think anything, but what? why are you looking nah, like that? Like, what happened? Like, you just so people. goddamn positive sometimes, man. Like, oh, of course, you and your homies didn't think that way. <laughs> <laughs> My neighborhood sure as shit thought that way. <laughs> Because because it always is like you in the same neighborhood as us. Yeah, you, yeah, you got both of your parents, but you in the same damn neighborhood as us. Yeah, and, and you know, like me, like me growing up, we were we had we had a little bit of money, especially like when we had more when we were in Chicago. But when we mm. moved to Miami, you know, like my dad gave up that entire life, mm. and you know, he moved with what he had. And mm. in the neighborhood, we definitely brought up the property value because we went to like an extreme hood, and my dad was like, "We're gonna deck this thing out," and right. other people started doing it, but. In the neighborhood, me and my brothers always got tested. Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all got money. Mm-hmm. Y'all got this. Y'all not black enough. Y'all not this enough. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. that that builds up, you know, a, a, a tough exterior too. But to me, I, I I agree with Adam. I agree with you, Mike. Like it, it doesn't mean that you're less black because you didn't have to struggle as much. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And from a young age, I was just like like what like I'm not different than y'all. I had to go through stuff, and it's not a struggle. I'm just talking about from like 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 a racial thing but i didn't realize it was like racial stuff until i got older yeah because my parents did a great job of sheltering me from that we didn't necessarily you know i I didn't have to deal with that in my household like that or even on the streets until you know i was a little bit older i'm like oh that's what that was yeah you You didn't understand i didn't understand yeah i didn't understand it but um yeah man i I just think we have a lot of Mm self-hate in our community and you know the 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 uh, crabs in a barrel mentality I think that's where a lot of that stems from yeah and I think that we have to identify and understand you know self-evaluation and identifying yourself is 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 hard for certain people mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying you can't always take what other people feel or think or the judgments that they take on you and be like oh well that must be true no yeah like like Adam said you got to do your research you got to understand where your people came from mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying you so come from a rich exactly. country like I mean but so we don't celebrate that we don't celebrate. that's, we what, that's the point yeah exactly negative aspect like yeah we've talked about this before like when I moved here you know I didn't understand it sounds so fucked up but I didn't understand speaking I don't want to call it correct or proper, mm-hmm. but yeah. that type of English. 
I didn't know until I came here that that was not looked at as being a part of being black. So when I would come here, people would say, you talk white. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, what does that even mean? Like coming from Sacramento, everyone talked like me. <laughs> like everybody spoke like me. And when I came here, it was like, I didn't understand what they were saying to me. They didn't understand what I was saying to them. And they would get upset. I wouldn't get upset with them. I would just be like, well, I want to understand what you're asking. But they would get pissed off at me thinking I was being condescending. And I would be like, no, I really just don't understand what you just said. And it's just interesting the 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 aspects of life that we attribute to to us, like we just reinforce these things. It's 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 Shit, so Fresh bizarre. Prince, episode about that. Who did? Fresh Friends of Bel Air. I remember it was an episode about that when. Will oh, Smith with when they were trying to join the fraternity. Yeah, and yeah. Lee Carlton because like oh yeah he don't represent. Us yeah. Anymore, so yeah. I would also say that it's on the other thing that. Uh, Miles is that his name or Niles? Niles. Niles. The the thing that interesting is that like he said he transit he went to a PWI from Morehouse and I felt like that's unfortunate because Morehouse was probably the first educational place I would graduate from Morehouse but like it was the first educational place I went to where I saw all the very different forms of black men interesting yeah you know in my in my you know schooling you know what I'm saying like I felt that way already like I have family so I knew that but just like going I felt like man like this is there are people who from all over the country all over the world yeah I was just like bro like that what you probably are missing is where you just left like that would have helped answer a lot of these cultural questions because you you get like I went to Morehouse and I had had y'all heard of Jack and Jill before I didn't I didn't know that was a thing I didn't know it was a thing until oh wow yeah okay so yeah wow you know I'm not hip so no it's not like a hip thing it's a it's a cultural like it's like a I'll get into it But yeah I've heard of Jack and Jill Or whatever mm-hmm. But I hadn't heard into it Until you know I started dealing with Certain type of clients Gotcha Or whatever Right 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 like oh I had no idea It's it like was this a elite It's like a little No <laughs> Bruh No It's like It's like this elitist thing Like it's like It's basically Some talented tent shit Honestly Like it's like Bruh. black So it's black parents Bruh. Who Want their kids To be around Other Bruh. black children okay. but also like but it's like <laughs> high on the high class high right. class like like so it's essentially like we might you might uh be um in a rich family mm-hmm. who's moved out to the burbs and mm-hmm. moved out to like all white neighbors but we want you to still be around black people black, okay yeah. so we then connect you with jack other, other families who are also well off yeah. okay and like so you it's, it's a program it, yeah like you do th- you get together <laughs> and it's like it's it's like i'm probably people who are a part of jack and jill are probably like hella I'm mad no, as i'm no. describing this so they're like trying to like like it ain't that it ain't all that but right it, there's no way to get around the fact that it's kind of elitist it you is. know what i'm saying okay. it is. but it's but it that but i had no idea it existed until I got to Morehouse and I met other people who were like, yeah. oh yeah, I knew such and such from Jack and Jill. I'm like, what is Jack and, I'm, they went up the hill. Like I was right, <laughs> right there with right, you, like right. I don't know what, and, but it it ended up putting me onto this idea about, about that. And I wanna say there was a show recently that talked about, was it, was it in Atlanta? In the mm-hmm. series, like, come on! In that one, si- uh, that, that one um, episode where oh no, it was that, an episode of Blackish yeah. where they where yeah. they where they tried to 
hook the kids up oh, into okay. a Jack and Jill type society, <laughs> Jack and Jill thing. So is this viewed as a bad thing? No, I it's mean, not. it's no, not. No. It's it's it oh. like it's viewed as helpful, you know, for you know that particular for that group. type of black oh, or whatever. Yeah, but okay. it's just, but it is, uh, but it was, it kind of just sets the framework. I think I do think it, you know, does can play on like the way that elitism does play off because you can view these as acceptable black folks mm -hmm. like absolutely and then yeah. like if you're not a part and then you can start to think like well right. you know these are my black people not like and then you're molding children to the other type of black yeah. people and then all. you're molding children with yeah. this type of mindset as well but like, i understand yeah. why yeah. it exists yeah i do too you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. i get the but. why it exists but i brought i just brought that up to say that like at morehouse or at an hbcu in general like i said morehouse because it's all male but at any HBCU, you would get an understanding that like, man, like we come very, like some of us were poor, some of us had money, mm -hmm. some of us talk super hood, some of us are, you know, super eloquent and speak the King's English. Like it's just, it's really interesting that, that, that he's experienced that. You know, I think it speaks to the fact that we are not a monolith and, and I think that it's hard for America to kind of understand that because of the way the media has told and shaped our story. Um, and I think that, the, and I think that he associates the struggle with, you know, black identity um, is, is problematic. And, and I think that we have to do a, a really good job of, you know, kind of pulling that away from what the black experience is and what, what it's like being black in America outside of just being able to go out and get shot and killed by just for being black. Um, you know, much to what you were saying about him going to an HBCU, like I've, I felt like there's a lot of things you can experience and gain from there culturally because you'll, you'll be around a lot of black people. So you may not have experienced a lot of things yourself. You'll be engaging and interacting with people that have, and you can be able to identify with those parts of black America that you yourself haven't necessarily experienced. Uh, for me, you know, look, man, like Mike said, I think when he started out, you're, you're black and you're always going to be black. There's nothing you can <laughs> right. do about that. If you like Kool-Aid and you drink grape soda and you like fried chicken and you know, you know watermelon and stuff like that, then you man, you, you, you already, you already black, my brother. I remember in my neighborhood, this kid asked me, he says, how come you're black on every place but the bottoms of your feet and the bottoms of your hands? Now, now if somebody asked me that, I'd be like, okay, I need to break your fucking nose. <laughs> that's a stupid fucking question and I feel like mm -hmm. you're trying me. Mm -hmm. Back then, had no idea that that was a problematic question. You know, I remember people called me token in high school, mm. I had no idea what that meant. Oh, man. And I didn't know to be offended until I was literally in my like 20s. Got you. And wow. it was South Park that, oh, crazy. that mm. explained to me what mm. token meant. Crazy. But for a black kid growing up in a predominantly white area, a lot of times you don't know that you're being insulted mm. because you think that these people are just asking you questions. So when someone said, why are you, know, why are you black everywhere? But I had to think about it for a minute, I don't know. I had to go home like mom why am I why am I white right here Damn. and then you know the, I don't, it's a shame that I still remember this same kid he asked me um, I remember we used to skate mm -hmm. and I fell and I skinned my leg and you know we have the white skin under it mm -hmm. he says well why don't you just peel the rest of it off mm -hmm. oh hell no and again 
I don't, I didn't, being a 12, exactly. Kid <laughs> 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 like being, they had a heart attack. Now? Kid like they had a heart attack. I'm like, what the fuck? But when you're fucking 11, 12 I, years old, yeah. you don't know no, to be offended. You're saying, like, yeah. that's Damn, a stupid dude. question. Now, that sucks, and at the man. same time, well, you y'all are like 12 13 like 12 11 12 13 and so you're there. you're also of the thought that it wasn't just an ignorant question but this person did it to be making fun of you no i didn't know that i'm asking you now oh you now think of it, now i don't i honestly don't know yeah because i don't remember the inflection sure but regardless when i look back at it now it feels like because he asked too many of those types of I questions and yeah, he's older yeah. than me yeah mm. I, well probably you know what i mean probably, and he probably grew up in so i'm sure he was making fun of me no it's funny because yeah. i only asked because i know so i went to like a white catholic school mm -hmm. for like my first six seven years and i'm like one of two black people in that entire school mm -hmm. so but i had like enough of a support at home to understand like blackness and then i still lived in a black neighborhood and all of that all my friends at home were you know black but it just was and i i too had moments where i remember in like six i was like first or second grade this girl was like literally tried to erase oh erase me god. she took a big eraser wow. and was like hey does it come on and i'm like oh my god no it doesn't but i'm not like wow. i'm but not you mad like, no motherfuckers right, yeah. right. Yeah, i'm yeah. just like no right, no it and doesn't then it was like oh <laughs> yeah, and it's like oh yeah you were kids are fucking mean but kids, you know oh, yeah. but they're but they're also just kids too like yeah. sometimes so it was There's like an innocence there yeah it's just yeah. like like there was a conversation about like so mean but a conversation oh my god. about like toast oh my god <laughs> and so it was like scraping you, off of the no no not that okay, bad please I, don't go there <laughs> I'm really upset like, yeah but no just like the idea of just like oh you know adam was in the toaster for too long and this <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry oh, <laughs> Mike, don't look at me like that. It's wrong as shit. The non-black dude is the only one here that laughed real hard. <laughs> no, I was laughing too. Oh, that was you laughing too? Yes, yes. yes. No, no, this shit was funny, bro. As in a joke in the toast for too long. <laughs> look, look, Ralph didn't even try to... Hey, that shit was funny. <laughs> Yo, yeah. I can laugh because I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> I got I'm kidding. I don't, I don't have that much, but I got some. You got enough, enough to laugh. Yo. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I did not. It's but like as a stuff kid, I was just like, like, like they said that, and I was just like, I don't, I didn't get mad. Like I just yeah, got like, yeah. I was just like, okay, right, yeah, 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 I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. The, I don't know, you know. It's just, it, but it's. I thought I was thinking about because I don't think, but it's at crazy six and it's, seven years old. Yeah, I don't think they were like. I understand race and I'm right, about right, to right, 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 right. But I think what you're talking about might is probably more of that where where the person was if they were asking continual questions like that that were like, How come you don't do like yeah, they were probably now I was just dealing with like identity issues, right? So like back to what Ra was saying in terms of if falling back somewhat on the parents, when you're young, I remember like I'm not gonna say, obviously everybody sees color and sees race, but I just remember my mom always saying that everybody's beautiful, everybody's this. Like I, I like when I was innocent, I I didn't see color. You know what I'm saying? That's why like as a kid, if I would have heard that that joke, 
mm-hmm. I probably would have just you know what I'm saying whatever whatever yeah. with it too so at the end of the day it does come back down to the parents for them to establish somewhat of an identity for you well hold on and and then you take that through your adolescent years and you mature into your own person but it kind of has to start somewhere it starts at home I think it, that's unfair man wow I think it's unfair because I feel like you're putting a level of I know you're shaking your head and that's fine I feel like you're putting an, a level of unnecessary pressure on a parent to control things that they can't always control now at home mm-hmm. and again this is something that you guys probably would not understand but these were not issues that were discussed when we lived in California mm-hmm. of course my dad was afro pick all of that but we didn't sit down and discuss race and what is being black those were not things that were discussed because I hate to sound like California is a different world, but when I lived in Sacramento, it wasn't an issue. Yeah, it's, it's that, more. It's more. And it's, you know, well, it, it, yeah. was, it was just a matter of you, people in my neighborhood, regardless of your tax bracket, they didn't look at you like, oh, you're the black friend. Oh, you're the Asian friend. Mm-hmm. You're the white friend. Like, I literally had friends of any race, and it wasn't questioned it wasn't even a topic of discussion and that's why i've said before like i didn't know that people hated mexicans until i moved to georgia i feel and you. i was and it wasn't a matter of i was offended by this i was genuinely confused when people said oh you grew up around a bunch of mexicans i was like yeah i did yeah. But then they were like, ugh. And I was like, wait, what? Like, y'all hate Mexicans in Georgia? I don't, yeah. why? See, but it's societal norms, Mike. Like, where you grew up in, in Sacramento, yeah. the societal norm was for everybody to get along with everybody. And in the South, that norm was completely different. So that's the reason why the way your your environment and your household and your, 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 your community was completely different <clears throat> from the community that you were moving into. And therefore, that's why it was so dynamically different. But that's not on the parents no, to then it, be like, okay, well, this is blackness. No, 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 no. You're 100% right. But at the same time, you are going to teach your kids by the societal norm of where you mm-hmm. are in that environment, right? Like how, how you were raised in Cali is not the same way that you would be raised in Georgia. It's completely My different. mom is originally from West Virginia. Okay. All right. My dad is originally from fucking Connecticut and grew up in South Carolina. So they know the South. Mm. But... Connecticut and, and you said West Virginia? I said he was born in Connecticut but raised grew up in, in South, South Carolina. Carolina. West Virginia is and South. West Virginia is like no right, D- 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 DC and, and and Virginia people consider themselves the South, bro. Shit, no, they don't. No, they don't, bro. West I remember Virginia going to. I remember is, and I had experience as a kid, as a kid too, like going there, and they was like, "Why you speak so country?" Where At, in DC? In DC, yeah. Like I said, I don't yeah. know anything about DC. Yeah, West Virginia. Even if they don't consider themselves the South, I mm-hmm. think people outside of there consider themselves the South because they. Mm-hmm. They're not a southern geographically, but right. West Virginia considers themselves the South. Okay, see, I don't know about West right. Virginia. That's why I said the yeah, DMV. I'm not talking about okay, uh, Appalachia. All of everybody right. okay. in Appalachia. They, and yeah. DC right. is a yeah. little bit different than the rest of Virginia as well. So, okay, so Virginia. Well, you know what? It wasn't DC. Yeah, it was Virginia Maryland. Actually, yeah. actually, well, actually, Maryland, it was Maryland. Actually, it was Maryland. It wasn't DC. It was Maryland that okay. that I got that mm-hmm. that from. Yeah, it was Maryland. But I always, I always consider. Bottled all that together, though. but even to your point, yeah. uh, uh, Mike. Also, that even different parts, even li- if you grew up in different parts of Cali, you would have had a different right. experience Absolutely. with regard right, to right, those right, races. Because right. sure. all of my homies who grew up in LA, in, they had LA. very strong feelings about Mexicans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's interesting about a, a dislike. 
it can go either way, honestly. I've seen it go either way. But okay, so did and they- And it's like tensions because there mm-hmm. be, there'd be tensions at times or whatever uh, g- growing up, like in terms of like hmm. minority, like being a minority there. Mm-hmm. And I, matter of fact, I hate to, like I have a homie who when he came to Georgia, this is so not right, but he came to Georgia like, and he was just like, yo, like I'm trying to tell y'all Mexicans are coming. Like they're coming. <laughs> like he was like, I'm warning y'all, they're coming. They've taken over Cali. They're on their way here. Oh my God. And he's like half joking, wow. but it's like, no, I mean to tell you. And like he said this like so long ago, but like to see, it's still terrible how stuff gets stuck in your mind, but to see like the immigration conversation get so large, I was like, yo, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I'm not discounting your experience in Sacramento. I was just saying that, like, it Cali is so huge that it's there's different things that play into yeah. different parts right, there right. from time to time. But yeah, and you're right. Um, but, but my central point was again, I just think it's unfair to then say, well, that falls back on the on parents. The parents. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't going home on a regular basis being like, mom. You know, this guy called me a token. Why is that? Because I didn't know for that to be a problem. Right. And how is it my mom's responsibility to know that that word is a problem? I think not necessarily. That's not what I'm. Well, no, no, you're 100% right. Like, that is unfair. Your mom can't control that. You can control the controllables. But did you have, I know you had certain, like, identity issues, right? Or no, growing up. Did you? Because I know. Yes, but, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I didn't bring a lot of that back to my parents. My identity issues came mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they were the ones that were just like, "You're black." Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. School. Yeah. It was a different story. Otherwise. <laughs> right. So again, it's not fair to be like, "Well, that falls back on." The-. No, my mom was the one saying, "Baby, if you want to wear size fifty six <laughs> jeans, mm-hmm. baby, if you want to dye your hair green, as long as you're getting good grades, you ain't mm-hmm. fucking no chicks and preg- You know, getting mm-hmm. chicks yeah, pregnant or yeah, doing I drugs. Right. Uh-huh. Who cares? Exactly. So there wasn't an issue of blackness. Mm-hmm. And I think again, I think See, it's but, but because your mom reinforced whatever you wanted to do and and let you know that you were a black person what i'm saying is based off of what niles is saying right is that he's saying that he had identity issues from the beginning and it sounds like all right you have friends that are um his homie that he said what what was he the is he black as well i would assume, I would assume yeah. that okay yeah. i would hope crazy yeah. if he was serious issue because his homie is saying oh you you didn't struggle enough and and, and stuff yeah, that like that like something that, that that's something saying. to me that i feel that if he feels some type of way about that at home say hey it doesn't mm-hmm. matter this it doesn't matter that right you know what i'm saying that shouldn't mess with you at this point in time being in right. college mm-hmm. it, yeah I don't yeah know. I y'all are being a little unfair I, I, oh, not, 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 yeah, because not everything always falls back on the parents. I'm not saying everything. I'm not ever saying, you, yeah, I'm just saying, but you, as you a parent, you know, you have to build some sort of foundation. You have to build some sort of like understanding of who you are and where you come from and that you didn't just come from like fortune, like, and not all black people come from fortunate situations. You know what I mean? You have to instill that in them. No, I don't because, um, well, I do. I, no, no, no. I'm saying I don't understand yeah. what you mean because. Huh? You said you know what I mean. I said no, I don't. Okay. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I don't understand because right. I don't, I don't even understand why that would be a conversation that needs to be had. Because in my mind, 
if my children think that that's the way it should be and that's the way it's supposed to be and that's the way it's always been, so if somebody come along and say, oh, well, you're not black because you got all these things, and they come like, no, I'm just fortunate. But that's my only pet- if they tell you. No, but I, I assume that that, that a ch- somebody can come in and tell them that. No, 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 I'm saying that's only yeah. if your kids are coming and telling you this is what I think. What do you mean? I mean, if your daughter comes and says, this is what black was, this is what black is, and this is what black will always will be. If they're not telling you that, then why would you just initiate that conversation? Because I know where I came from, right? Right. So I need them to understand that, look, this isn't, this hasn't, this isn't like a norm for everyone to be as fortunate as you are, to have iPhone sixes and stuff sure, like that. Sure, sure, so sure. you need to know that, like, you know, you're going to run into kids, because I know kids can be mean. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you, you boo, like, you know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. just talk about them because they have things. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, of course. So I make, I make them know, like, don't let anybody, you know, make you feel bad because you have things. But is that, a, is that an issue of blackness or is that an issue it of could privilege? Be. It could be. It could be privilege. It could oh. be black. It could okay. be both. But is so, what I'm saying. So I make sure mm-hmm. that I instill that in them. Don't let anyone make you feel and, bad for having what you have. And that's what this guy is yeah. kind of experiencing. Right. Is that right. he's feeling bad for having it. Yeah. yeah. And I get that. And I hate to keep beating a dead horse, but I'm going right back. That's not an issue with the parents. I don't think it's fair to say, well, that falls back on the parents. The parents should have had that conversation. I don't think that's fair. Because, again, when when I was younger, growing up in California, we had a little bit of money. My dad had a good job. He worked for AT&T, back when AT&T was the Mm -hmm. shit. He worked for AT&T. We had money. We lived in condos. You know what I mean? Like, if Mm -hmm. I wanted the new Nintendo, I could get the new Nintendo. If I wanted a bike, you know what I'm saying, back when... Not everybody had a bike. Right, I right, can right. get a bike. Yeah, yeah. But there was never, ever a conversation of, well, just because you have money, that doesn't mean you're not black. There was a conversation of, you need to value what the fuck you have. But right. it was not an ethnicity or race conversation. And that, and that, that's the difference here. He's having an, an ethnicity identity issue. And I don't think that that's something that parents will always think to initiate as far as a conversation goes. Right. And I'm not, I'm not saying I bring it up as a race of, or ethnicity type of thing. It's just that you have you have certain things. So certain people are going to come in, whether it's black, white or whoever. But that's not what he's that's not the issue he's having. The issue he's having is not feeling bad that he has things. The issue he's having is I don't. Is that but he, it is black. He has things. And uh-huh. because he has things and haven't went through the struggle. Right. He right. doesn't identify as black he doesn't have that yeah and 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 for me i don't i don't blame that on the parents i just think it's just society yes exactly society has put put that in his head and And his boy is reinforcing those ideals on him yeah i'm just trying to think if the youngest if i didn't tell them the things that i tell them and they just have these things and somebody came and said, oh, well, you ain't black. I think they probably would question it, too. Like, dang, am I not black because I have these things? But because I do tell them, like, don't make anyone feel like you're you're not black or whatever. You feel what I'm saying? Or you get what I'm saying? I, I kind of sort of do because, you know, because uh, I have a kid that's grown up and he's able to get stuff that. Right most kids won't be able to get to black right. or white honestly. right exactly but because of the Swag way on Ken. <laughs> well, i feel them no, i feel them bro because of the way that the story has been told yes. or the way they right. shaped it mm-hmm. he won't know that he'll only know what or the black people will only think is one way and mm-hmm. it's actually both ways right you want it to be one way but it's the other way oh y'all don't watch the wire 
Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> wow. I just really feel like <laughs> so, yeah, so I think we just have to detach the struggle from the black experience. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And Or can and, we just add another experience? We should probably Because the just struggle add should not be detached. It's real. It right. should always be there because it it's real be and we're still okay. we still okay. have it. Mm-hmm. I just think that the struggle should. It shouldn't be the only experience. Exactly. Yeah. It shouldn't be the only road. There, yeah. there, there are multiple roads to being black, and we. I don't know. I don't know. I just again, I just feel like it's it's kind of. Never mind. Let's but that's, just, but let's that's another stop. conversation that falls back yeah. on your parents, though. It's another road to be black. It's not though, yeah, bro. Because because, history. because because because. Why wouldn't you do like, it's, your, it's your children Like why wouldn't you Try to mold your children And know, let them know Their history And know like Look you come from this And why not Because sometimes The parents just mold you To be a good person And sometimes Sometimes That black aspect Of well you might be black You might not be black People are gonna try you And say that you're not black Sometimes that conversation Never comes into play Like again I never went home And said <clears throat> These people are calling me this these people are saying this to me. I don't I wait do- on that is all I'm saying. Well, then you're an amazing parent. Thank you. You are. And I, <laughs> no, I wasn't making a joke. I wasn't making a joke. I think, that the, I think the way that you raise your kids is dope as fuck. But I think the way you raise your kids is a direct reflection on probably how you were raised. Like, I feel like if I had kids, mm-hmm. I would raise them to say, yeah, go listen to Metallica. Okay. Go listen to Merle Haggard. Yeah. But you're going to listen to this Wu-Tang too. Yeah, you're gonna check out. At least you're gonna check this Nas out. Right, right, right. I think that that's a direct reflection on how I was raised. Like when I was coming up, my dad was playing White Snake in the house. Mm-hmm. My dad was playing Prince in the house. My dad was playing, you know, Michael Jackson in the house. My mm-hmm. dad hated rap. Mm-hmm. He hated rap because he thought all it was was bragging, and it mm-hmm. is. Back then, at least, it was. Oh, okay. okay. He didn't like rap because all he's like, all you doing is talk about how cool you are. I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna fuck. <laughs> you like put this Smokey Robinson on and listen to how a motherfucker talk to a woman. That's how you should be. You know, and yeah, that's how my parents were. But I don't think that it's 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 fair to say. Well, if you're walking around in life and people are questioning your blackness and you don't understand to defend that, then that's a problem of the parents. It's not. I'm not putting it solely on the parents. I'm just saying that I'm. It it, it plays. I think it could play a a part and a role in it. You know what I'm saying? It could help him to not feel the way he feels today is all I'm saying I'm not saying that solely falls back on the parents I'm just saying they probably could have did something that would would have helped as he got older I just don't think all parents think to have that conversation is all I'm saying I don't think all parents think I I, I know they don't no 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 I understand they don't I mean but that's just I I, especially if you oh no go ahead well I'll, I'll be quick especially if you grow up in a certain environment and then you change environments what you mean by that? Like, so if I, my parent, my mom, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when we were younger, mm-hmm. we're in Boston. Okay. Which, as I'm sure everybody here knows, very racially segregated. Mm-hmm. Moving to California mm-hmm. and seeing that that's, that's completely different and then mm-hmm. adjusting to that mm-hmm. and being like, oh, white people and black people and Vietnamese people and, and, and Mexicans, we all hang out? Dope as fuck. This is a great place for my kids. So my mom wouldn't think to say, okay, well, I still need to instill blackness in you. And this is in the fucking late 70s and, and, and early 80s. She wouldn't have thought to sit me down and say, well, you know what? There is still an element of blackness that I want you to have. Because at that point, that wasn't an idea in her head anymore. It was a, my kid doesn't have to deal with this anymore. Hmm. My kid is not going to deal with the things that I had to deal with when I was in Boston getting called nigger on a regular basis. That was the point I was trying to make to you earlier. Is that it, 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 it has a big factor of it. it has to do with your environment in terms of location, 
um, and, and, and all of that. And, and you're 100% right. Like, your mom at the time in Cali, she didn't have to instill that. But again, like, Ken, living in Mississippi, that had to be instilled. Right, but you said when you change mm-hmm. environments that you mm-hmm. should then have that conversation. That's where I disagree well, with well, you. Well, I feel that as a parent that you should be cognizant of where you're moving to. Exactly. So it's like she did it in a way, like she didn't necessarily have that conversation with you, but she put you in positions. Like, you know what I'm saying? She... You get what I'm saying? Like she set you up to be great, I guess, in a sense. Because my my high school career was fucking hell. And, she and knew a that. lot of that. Well, no, that's my he point. He didn't tell his parents. He right. I wasn't coming home every day and be like, mom, they're picking on me again. They punched me in the chest. They well, shoved see, me. That's different like, then, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, but we don't know what he's doing. And even if I did come home and tell my mom that, I'm still not going to be like, well, that was on her to fix it. No, that's not on her to fix it. And when you were getting beat, it's true. Your high, like when you were experiencing all those troubles, like in high school, did you ever feel like? Uh, did you ever feel like you were less black? Yes, you did. Absolutely, got you. And that wasn't just high school. That shit carried on until I was fucking twenty years old. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and, all, and what I'm saying, if you did bring that back to your parents. It is their responsibility to reassure you that no, like you know what I mean. It, it it does fall on them. It's just it's just unfortunate that you not unfortunate, but I guess at the time that you didn't bring it to them. I guarantee if you would have brought that to them, they would have gave you certain gain. And what would that have fixed? I would like to think that it would have reassured you and made you feel better. And I would still the next day. And, and she and she probably would have. I mean. If she was a good parent, which I'm assuming she was, she would have made your situation better or she would have tried to figure out how to change it or went and talked to people in the school or she moved did. you to another location. Would it, would it have helped, though, to at least have the counter narrative right. that that like even though my blackness is being questioned by my peers mm-hmm. or like at school, mm-hmm. this woman that I love is right. telling me that I am black Would that that not that wouldn't have helped at all no. in terms of like I'm not saying it would have changed right, yeah, the yeah. bullying and the yeah. issue the physical issues that you face but you don't think that would have helped knowing that no because I'll tell you why because when I came home the, the, it wasn't even just the the race element it was you're weird okay that was the main problem of my high school career is mm-hmm. you're weird it wasn't like you're not black you're weird mm-hmm. And it wasn't like I was being like, well, I'm weird for a black kid. It was, I'm weird, period. So no, like white and black, you had problems with both? Absolutely. Okay, so I So I was too white for the black kids, too black for the white kids. So when I would come home and I'd be like, yeah, they're calling me weird. They throw jello at me. They do this, they do that. My mom's like, baby, you're not weird. You're artistic and you're different, but there's nothing wrong with that. Then I would go to school the next day. Hey, fucking weirdo. Hey, F-A-G-G-O-T. Hey, you little bitch. So, I mean, it's unfair to constantly, well, yeah, but if you're dealing with that, then your parents should have done this. Your parents should have done I, My mom did go down to the school. Mm-hmm. Ain't shit change. Like, your parents can't always fix everything. Like, I think the, the, the bigger issue, like Ken said, falls on society. Like, we as, as, as groups of, of these certain social groups, we need to start doing better to say like, this is not what defines this. This is not what defines this. Like you can't always be like, well, who are the parents? Your parents should have done this. Your parents should have done that. No, I, again, it's not falling solely on. I'm just saying, you know, I, I think it helps. To, to the original question though, I do think that like, it, why I do think it's unfortunate that it's 
that he's asking this is that I do feel like society looks better than it did you know when we were growing up in the yeah. 80s 90s you know what I mean? like there's more visions of blackness in different ways mm-hmm. happening right now right. than when we were growing up you know what I mean yeah. and so not that it excuses it or makes it like a completely downhill issue you know battle at this point but it's like man I, I kind of understand it when it was like just one form of one way to be black was being seen yep. but like at this time the fact that he's still asking these questions I'm like man yeah, you have exactly yeah like weirdos who are out there right, right, right. <laughs> who are You're black you have, right. yeah like it's like it's so it's unfortunate that yeah. he's still like in 2017 well, I, is this black is this something that is like right yeah in 2017 uh, that is a weird question but to it's ask. not i understand i not i yeah, I understand what you're saying. Because I still get it now. I don't listen to it or believe it, but I still get it now. And if y'all gonna tell me you ain't never seen any of these comments in the in the comment section about oh Mike think he white, Mike act like Mike act like he's white, Mike talk like he's white. Okay, that shit happens now all the time in our comment section. So it's not a so stupid you say that to say what that in 2017 it's not weird that he's still feeling this way. I think it's unfortunate, but it's not weird that he's feeling this way. That hasn't changed. Yes, we have better representation of different types of black and that's wonderful Uh but the overall perception of black has not changed especially with us we still treat people that are like niles and like me as outsiders and as weirdos yeah i'm not disagreeing with that i guess yeah because it was just why i still instill those things in my in my kids yeah i feel you i just don't you know niles it's not weird that you feel this way it just sucks that you feel this way you're right you're right I'll take the yeah, weird Yeah, definitely don't want to add like a weird complex on you yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. You weird for asking <laughs> right, right, right. On the top of not being black. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'll definitely yeah. retract Yeah, that. I'm not trying yeah. to be a dick, but that's just how it came off. No, no, no. So definitely. I'm looking at it from Niles' perspective and being like, no, well, no, damn, no, I asked these dudes and they're being like, well, that's a Mm-mm. stupid question. No, you're weird not. for asking it. Like, no, dude, you're not. It's not. It's not. It's just some shit that weirdos have to go through, man. So he's a weirdo. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with being a weirdo. How's he a weirdo? Oh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> he doesn't fit into a certain mold, clearly, and he feels different. Yeah, you're a weirdo. Be happy being a weirdo. You got it man. made. You ain't no weirdo. <laughs> fortunate. <laughs> Nigga, be fortunate. <laughs> <laughs>